Okay, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Lamedalad and Beit. So again, we learn for four shalom for Yosef Azriel Ben Chaim Michal. From the second line on the page, Tanan Hosam, we learn elsewhere in Chulin like this. What did we just discuss? The last few lines that we, le- we finished yesterday was that you shouldn't whiten or make red hot uh, tiles that they used to bake on, and you shouldn't do it. Rabbi Yochanan said, uh, what's the reason for that? What's wrong with whitening? And it's part of, uh, you're making them hot in order to uh, bake on them. What's the problem? So, Rabbi Yochan said, because you have to check them afterwards, meaning since, the, since they are new, brand new, you're afraid they might crack. And, if you, and it turns out if they, if they crack, you basically heated them for nothing. So it was a voda shalolat tzorach, you work for nothing, and therefore you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't whiten or make hard tiles that are new. If they're not brand new, they've been used before, then that's part of the cooking, baking process and no problem. Another reason is because since they're new, that solidifies them. When you harden them, when you bake them the first time, that makes them hard, and you're completing the process of your makabapatish. So that's more of a melacha uh, del rice. Yesterday we talked about the yubichayev in certain cases uh, because of makabapatish. So again, this gets into the discussion of Korn Yehuda. We had before Abuda says that mochel nefesh is mutar and yantif, even machshiva yochel nefesh, even preparing the things that you need. So this is not, is not necessarily Korn Yehuda. You could be able, it's possible, you could be able to do these things and we said we paskim, Rashi said he paskim like Rabbi Yehuda, because they're necessary in the cooking process, if that's all you have. If you have tiles that are already old and used, use those. But if that's all you have is new ones, possibly Rabbi Yehuda would be matched with this. In any case, that's the reason why the Mishnah said it's no good. So now the Gemara brings down a totally unrelated case, but we're going to try to join them. What does the Gemara say? Tanan Hasim, he's learning Chulun like this. If you have a, a chicken or a poultry, a bird, Dorsa, that was trodden upon by an animal, it was crushed, not crushed, crushed flat, but, but it was stepped on and trodden upon, and you're concerned about the uh, limbs inside falling apart. Osha tarfa bekoso, or it was thrown against a wall. Osha ritza behema, or an animal uh, uh, ran over it. You know, it wasn't just trodden, it was just like ran over the, it was run over by a, an animal, and it can't stand up. Now, and the animal, this bird, is still convulsing, it's still alive, and it stayed alive for 24 hours, it's kosher. In other words, if the animal did not die within 24 hours, then the, uh, one of the, Rashi explains that one of the kinds of trephas, there's 18 simonim of trefa, like, you know, punctures in the lungs, and cetera, and various limbs and organs inside. One of the 18 kinds of trefa is what's called risuke evarim, when all the limbs have been fallen apart, have, have come apart. Uh, Rahman al-Sam, we had this, if you recall, in the time of the bombings, the bus bombings here in Israel. The doctor saw, for the emergency room doctor saw for the first time, a, a patient would come in and there would be nothing broken, no broken bones. They couldn't tell what was wrong with them. And then all of a sudden they would just die because their limbs had just, you know, had fallen apart even though they couldn't find any breaks or any bleeding or anything like that, just the, the impact of the bombs just you know, made their, all their uh, limbs fall apart. And that's called Risuke Evarim, and that's one of the So, so the, the, we, Rashi brings down that the Rabbanan have a Kabbalah, the rabbis had a Kabbalah from Sinai, that Risuke Evarim cannot live 24 hours. So if this bird, which has been crushed or banged up, uh, whatever, uh, trodden upon by animals, whatever, uh, knocked about, uh, convulses, it's still alive, and it lasts 24 hours. So that psul, that kind of trefa doesn't, it, it, is gone. In other words, once it's 24 hours, then there's no trefa of 
of Risuke Varim, of the limbs falling apart. Now, it has to be checked, as we'll see, for other sulam. Maybe there's a puncture in the lungs. So he says, Amar Blazer, Okshe, If it lasts 24, if you shechted it and you, without waiting 24 hours, even though you don't find any punctures in the, in the heart or in the lungs or anything like that, it's still no good because it's possible that there was Risuke Varim and you didn't wait the 24 hours to have it checked properly. But if you waited the 24 hours and you shechted, it's kosher. You still have to check. You still have to check afterwards to make sure that one of the uh, other psulim of treifa are not dead, that there's no other puncture or some other kind of treifa. The other kinds of treifas can last up to a year. The animal can live up to a year. That's the, de- 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 the definition of a treifa, whether it's a human or an animal. The definition of treifa is usually that it won't last, it can't live a, a, a year. But risuke varm can't last 24 hours. So if you waited 24 hours and the animal's still alive, then there's no problem with risuke varm. Remember, it just has to be checked for other possible treifa, treifa simonim. Okay, that's what we learned by the case of the of the Balti. Boy mine Ravier So he asked Ravier me asked the following question. Now we have this what we call Raglaim Ladover. There's good reason to suspect that the animal may not may not uh, live, may have a trafer, because obviously the animal's been severely injured. So if you waited the 24 hours, and there's no problem with the Sukhe Varim because you've waited 24 hours and you can shechta, but can you shechta on Yantif? There's a good chance you're going to find something wrong. Most animals, there are all animals we check, right? All animals we check for Simonim of Trefa after you shechted them. But most animals, it's not a problem because we go bust a robe, most are okay. So you could shech them on Yantif, even though there's a chance that there's a trefa, but most likely it's not going to be trefa. We go according to the majority. The great majority of animals are not trefa. So, or birds, and therefore you can, you can shecht on yantif and assume there's only a slight chance that, that you work for nothing if it turns out to be a trefa. But over here where there's a good, a substantial chance that there's something wrong with the animal, can you shecht on yantif? Do we assume that there's a, um, that there's a um, reason to believe, there's a chazaka over here, uh, there's grounds to believe that there's a, certainly a, reis, a defect over here. And do we say there's a chazaka, there's a presumption that there's a defect there and you shouldn't shecht it on yantif because there's a good chance you're going to find it to be a trefa. Oh, lo, or not. Omele. So he says, well, let's look at our Mishnah. Tanin, our Mishnah, Zayim, You should not whiten or, you know, make red hot these tiles, litzus in order to bake on them or roast on them. Vavinamba, Micah, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? That's part of the roasting process, like heating up an oven. Here you're heating up the tile. New ones, like we just explained, right? The end of yesterday's stop, beginning of today's stop, that we're talking about brand new tiles that have not been used yet. Because you have to check to see if they, maybe they crack. Maybe they're new ones. Not all of them last, right? Some of them aren't made properly and they won't last. So you have to check. So what do you see? You're not supposed to heat up these tiles for the first time, brand new tiles on Yantip, because they have to be checked, and maybe something will be found wrong with them. So what, let's say the same thing over here, that you shouldn't shech this kind of a bird that's been, uh, that's been uh, you know, damaged, that's been trodden upon, it's been crushed by a larger animal. Uh, you shouldn't do that on Yantip because uh, you have to check, and there's a chance that, good chance that the animal will be found to be wanting. It'll be a, a trefa, and you work for nothing on Yantif. So there's your proof from our from our mission. Amrlay. So he answered him. Um, so he said. He, so Zayir answered him. Amrlay answered him. No. Like we just said, there's two reasons why we shouldn't heat up a brand new tile on Yantiv. One reason is because it ought to be checked, 
and maybe it turns out you did work for nothing. The other reason is no, because that's considered, that's almost like making a, uh, a vessel, completing a vessel. Rashi's lost on the fourth line of Rashi in this page was, it's also to do because you're making it into a kli. Again, Rashi refers to it as a Etc. The concern is that if you really you, know, you are makabapatish, is it's not clear that you're being makabapatish because if it would be obvious, then it would be like the case yesterday when you cut the uh, uh, you cut the uh, wood spice and uh, you turned it into a toothpick. Clearly, that's uh, you 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 made a clean. Over here, it's more like a suffolk. Are you completing it or not? So therefore, it's exactly you shouldn't do it. Maybe that's the shot. According to Rebuta, maybe you would be able to do it. But in any case, he says that's the reason why you can't do it because there you're completing a clean. That's a that's really a mlacha doraisa. As opposed to if you re- learn the reasons because you have to check it, there's a possibility maybe you work for nothing. That's really that's clearly more of a drabonan. And uh, that wouldn't be as bad. So therefore, in the case of the bird, it could be, you sh- could shech the bird on Yantav. Yes, there's a greater chance you'll find something wrong with it, but there's also a chance that it's kosher. After all, the Risuk Evarim did not apply because it lasted 24 hours. So therefore, you can't prove anything from our Mishnah. Tanya Echad maybe yes or We learn like this in, in Shabbos. Let's say several people are involved in, cooking, in the cooking process on Shabbos. Is each one chayev or is only one person? Tanya, what one Brysa says in the Tosef Echad, maybe Esaur, one person's bringing a fire. He's walking through the street with a fire. And the concern there is when he's walking with a fire, the wind is blowing it and making it more. So that's one thing he's making fire on Shabbos. Echad, maybe says one brings the wood. Echad, so faces like there, one puts the empty pot on the fire. Ve'echad megis, my one guy brings the water. Ve'echad nosim betochel, one guy puts in uh, spices inside. Ve'echad megis, and one guy's mixing the whole mixture with the water and the spices, etc. Kul and chayavim. The brayses are all chayav from Allah on Shabbos of cooking. Ayvatanya, when he learned in another brayse, achun chayav kumpton. Only the last guy is chayav. The last guy who put the final thing in, he's chayav, and the other ones are potter. So what's going on? It's lokasha. Hadaisi or mikar, hadaisi or levasof. The question is, when was the fire brought? If the fire was only added at the end, so the other guys didn't do anything. You put down an empty pot on a tripod or on an, uh, or a cold oven, you didn't do anything, right? Um, you, 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 what, you, what did you mix? You mix water with spices. It wasn't hot. You didn't do any cooking. So if you brought the fire, if the fire was brought there first, so each person who did something, right? He put in the spices, or he mixed it, or he put the water on. Uh, he bought the wood on the fire. Okay, that's all malacha. That's all either cooking, lighting a fire, etc. Fine. So that's the difference. I understand what they all did. If you put spices into a pot with water on, on a fire, you're cooking. I understand that. The guy who put the empty pot, what did he do? The guy who put the empty pot on a fire, right? I understand everything else. You're walking with a fire, you're making a bigger flame. Uh, you put water in the, in the, uh, in the, stu- in the, in the uh, pot, that's on the fire, you're cooking the water. You put tavlin in, you're cooking the water. You're mixing it, that's all cooking. I understand that's all cooking. But what does putting an empty pot on a fire do? You're not cooking over them, I covered. Again, we're talking about a new pot. But the same reason we brought them before, you're, you are whitening or making it, uh, making it very hot. You're hardening the, just like we saw the hardening the tiles, here too you're hardening the pot and that's completing the process, and that's why it's usher. If you have a new tanner or karayim, tanner or karayim, basically the same thing. These were earthenware ovens. Some, uh, one had uh, like room for two pots, one had room for one. But in any case, um, these, if they're brand new, they're you can move them around. If you, have to, you can sit on them, do something with them. You can't cook on Shabbos. 
but uh, you can use them. You don't smear them with shemen. With you don't you don't smear them with uh, oil on Shabbos, right? Even on Yanta, for that matter, because you're completing the process basically, right? Um, and he's talking about on Shabbos because you can sit on them, but you don't do these things on Shabbos. Even on Yanta, you don't complete. You don't fix them on on Yanta for complete them. You don't polish them with a cloth. Let's say that's very hot and you're cooking on Yantif, you can't cool it off by putting some cold water on there, because it's very hot, and uh, if it, it's still burning hot, and then when you put, part of the process is, after you make it real hot, then you put some cold water on, and that like seals it up, that's also completing the Kli, and finishing the Kli. Then let's say, let's say simply, it, it, it's so heated up, that they, it'll burn the bread inside, and that's what you're you're cooling it off in order so that the bread won't burn. That's mutter because that's part of the cooking process, obviously on yantif. Let's say you have a animal that you have shechted on yantif. Now, what are you allowed to do? What are you allowed to do? Well, you shechted. You're allowed to eat it. You're allowed to do what's necessary. But you can't do things which look like things that you do during the weekdays. So, for example, mogen You can scald the head and the feet to get rid of the hair and the extraneous dirt that's on the animal, and you can even singe them in fire, but don't cover them with clay, or with earth, not with lime, don't use scissors, because that already looks like, you know, like you're doing it for the weekdays, right? Uh, it looks like you're cutting off the hair, because maybe you're going to use the hair. In other words, there's nothing to do with yantif. Okay, so those things, so the certain things are allowed, Part of, you know, you got to clean the animal up. But you don't do things that make it look like you're, um, you know, using it for weekdays where you're processing the hide or using the hair or whatever. Um, the ain't goes in a yerek, but tisporet shalo. Also, don't use the regular, you know, let's say you're working in your garden. Uh, so uh, during the weekdays. So you use like heavy shears and all kinds of instruments that, uh, you know, uh, uh, gardener's tools. Don't do that. Even you're allowed to prepare vegetables on yantif, but don't use gardener's tools. But you could trim artichoke, and cardoon. These are uh, vegetables that are hard to process. In other words, that they're complicated. So you could fix those, trim them. And you could also heat up and bake in a large oven if necessary on Yantif, even though you're going to be cooking a lot, because sometimes you have a lot of people there, even though some of it will be left over, you can do that, because, as we said before, it's the same amount of work involved to make one loaf or to make 20 loaves, right? It's the same amount of work, so you can even make more. And you could even heat up water in a large urn, like a very large urn that the commercial urn, if you need that. They know from the Pony Chadosha, but don't bake in a large new oven. Because maybe it'll crack. Again, when it comes to those in those days, when you got a new one, today you want a new one, it'll work better, right? In those days, you get a metal, today you get metal and stainless steel and all kinds of stuff that, that's, uh, that's good when it's new. But these things that they made were mostly earthenware, and they had a good chance of cracking, so they didn't, they, they were, the rabbis discouraged people from using new ones. Also, you shouldn't blow with bellows when you're baking, because again, it looks like, right? it looks like you're doing a malacha. Like, what are you doing over here? You're just baking. What are you, what are you blowing like? You're making uh, you're like a blacksmith or something over here. But you could use a small one. You can blow with a small tube. You shouldn't fix the spit. 
Again, this, those, those are not according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that anything necessary to cooking, even preparing the utensils and the instruments that you need to cook, including you know, fixing the spit. You need a spit, a spit over here to, to roast the, uh, the chicken or whatever, to roast the duck. So Rabbi Yehuda would allow you to do So the Bryce over here just says, no, you can't fix it. Don't sharpen it. Don't split a reed. Again, what they do is they would, they would split up a reed and take the, uh, the, the outer part, like the outer membrane of the reed, and put that on the fire so when they put the fish on the fire, it wouldn't burn the fish. You just you want to make it hot. You want to roast it, but you don't want to burn it. So, to, to roast a, a, a salty fish on there. You don't do that because, again, by splitting reed, you're effectively making an instrument. You're making an instrument like a layer. You're making a, a tray that goes on, right on the fire. But what you could do is you can crack an egg. They would take an, an egg, an egg, a, a nut. They would take a, uh, want to crack a nut, and they would put a cloth around the nuts so when you crack it, the pieces don't go flying. So you can, you can uh, crack open a nut in a cloth. You're not worried about maybe the cloth will tear. You're not supposed to tear. Tear is also malach. And Rashi says the reason you're not concerned is because uh, even, if you, even if it does tear, it's not a problem because it's not for. The only thing that's a real malacha is when you tear in order to sew something. The same thing like erasing. Erasing is only erasing in order to write something there. So this is not a real malacha, and therefore uh, that's mutter. Even if you don't hold like rebuta, certain things are also, uh, if you don't hold like rebuta, and certain things are mutter, even if you don't like rebuta, uh, and uh, it's still mutter to do something like that because there's no concern about doing a malacha do raisa. Vodom or blazer. Rashi doesn't like the words for Odom or Blazer, it's Rabbi Eliezer, because uh, what is this talking talk about? Another cool that Rabbi Eliezer said, but we had a different sheet of the Rabbanon. We talked about uh, don't making a, not, not, not making a fire from scratch yesterday, other things in between. So it doesn't make sense to put this. Rashi says maybe this is a little bit out of order. In any case, Odom and Blazer says the following thing. Odom and Blazer, listen to carefully. Muktza over here means, remember, Muktza means something set aside. You're not planning on using on Shabbos. So here we're talking about on, let's say on Yantif, and or Erev Shabbos, he's going to say, Muksa here means uh, fruits that you took up to dry on the roof. And they are partially done, partially not done. Remember, as long as they have to sit out in the sun, they're not going to be ready for another week, then it's certainly Muksa. You can't use that. Even according to Shimon, you can't touch those things on Shabbos or Yantif. If they're completed, then it's not Muksa anymore, then you can use them on Shabbos, right? Here, it's speaking about where they're partial. Some people would use them, some people wouldn't. So you're standing over here, you stand here on Erev Shabbos, Misha says, Bishvias and Shemitah, like this year, we're in Shemitah here right now. What's the advantage of Shemitah? There's no Trumas and Meisters. No Trumas and Meisters, because the Pesach says, uh, when it comes to Shemitah, who's going to eat that? It says, the, um, your poor people will eat it, the Yitram and the leftover Tochachayasasada, just like animals eat without Trumas and same thing people eat without Trumas and So, there is no Trumas and Meisras on Shviyas Meratora. Now, let's not talk about practically halacha because it's a shallow weather. Shviyas applies today, Midoraisa. So today, I think they do, they do take Trumas and Meisras on stuff that grows in Eretz Israel. Even if it's Shemitah year, it's not clear what. So they take Trumas and Meisras. But Minatora, Shemitah itself, the Shemitah produce, is not high in Trumas and Meisras. So it's like this. You could stand on Erev Shabbos in Shemitah, Shemitah year, where there's no Trumas and Meisras, and say, In other words, the, the stuff that we're talking about, these dried fruits are partially dried. They're 
mukta until now. Now he says, you know what? I'm going to take from this pile tomorrow. I'm going to eat something. You could do that. And that makes it prepared so that it's not mukta on Shabbos. The Tanakhama Rebeleza says you're allowed to do that, even though you didn't say clearly which fruits you're going to eat. Right? He holds a brera tomorrow when I pick which, some of these, I'm going to pick them tomorrow and eat some of the, from this uh, pile of dried fruits here. So it's igloi Muslim afreya. It turns out afreya, these are the ones that I chose because he holds a brera. Get in the famous machlokas brera. Chum disagree, of course. Chum say, he's got to mark them. He's got to say, no, I'm going to take these particular fruits. Not, he can't stand there and say all the stuff on, that's being dried out there on the roof is kosher because he's not going to eat all of them. He can't, or he can't say, I'm going to take some. If he says, listen, I'm going to take all of them, I'm going to be, give a big kiddush tomorrow, and we're going to use it all, fine. Then he did the whole thing, there's no problem with Breyer. But he can't say, I'm going to take some of these tomorrow, even though, and, and not specify them according to Rabban Rebbe. says, you could. You could specify, you, you, could, you could say, I'm going to take from here tomorrow, even though you didn't specify which ones, because he holds a Breyer. Tomorrow, when he picks them, it turns out those are the ones that he retroactively picked. Rabbanon said, don't hold the Breira. That's how we pass. From here to here, these are the ones I'm going to take tomorrow. And that makes them unmukta. Now they're prepared, they're muhan, and you're allowed to eat them tomorrow. Why does he talk about on Shvias? Why does he talk about on Shemitah? Because any other year, it's not enough to do that because he first had to take Trumasomysis. Stam, yes, if you took Trumasomysis before you dried them, you're right, that would be okay. But, and usually when people, people don't take trumasomyces until the stuff is ready to be eaten, until it's, we said, brought into the house, ready to be eaten. So if these have been set up to be dried out on the roof and you're waiting for them to dry, usually you didn't take trumasomyces. So any other year, it's not enough on Arab Shabbos, right before Shabbos, to say, I'm going to take from here tomorrow, even if he specified which ones, because they're still lacking trumasomyces, so you can't eat them on Shabbos. So here we're talking about where there's no trumasomyces. Okay. Tanan, Hassam, we learned, I guess we've said this many times, that when you have Trumas when the food is nigma malachto, you finished winnowing and processing and threshing and all the things you have to do, and you bring them into your chutzah or into your house through the front door, then they're chayiv and Trumas until, until that time, until you bring them in, after they be, both things have to be done. They have to be finished, the work is finished process, and you bring them into your house or into your chutzah. If you're lacking one of those two, you could still eat them raw. You could take a bite out of them. You could have a, you know, pick a fruit. You could eat one. No problem. There's no, there's no chiv and trumas or maishas yet. So you say it like this. Pardon? Yes. Why can't you pull the same shtick? If you hold the reira, you can take the trumas or maishas the same way we did it. We talked about it. We did the haram. Oh, if he did it. If he would do it. You're right. If he would do the trumas or maishas, then afterwards. Oh, so what's the problem? The problem is that the, you shouldn't ask for stay too much of Maishas on Shabbos, right? But uh-huh. if he did, we're going to see in the Gemara later on, the Gemara is going to end off and saying, yeah, right, if he did, ain't a it would work. But we're saying a person shouldn't do it. In a regular year, you shouldn't do it because you're still lacking Trumas or Maishas. As I said before, if you took Trumas or Maishas already, that would be okay. Before you dried him, let's say, Trumas, that would be okay too. And the truth is, if you took Trumas or Maishas on Shabbos, you would also be allowed to do it, even though you're not supposed to, you would, because not an Isra do says we'll see. You're right. If you did it, you did it. You're right. You don't even need the Brera. You don't even need the Brera. The Brera is what you're picking, but once you pick them, you don't have to come on to, let's say if you, if you hold the Brera, and once you pick them, take Trumas and Isis right then. You could do that on Shabbos, Minat Torah. You could do it that way, but you're right, or do it with Brera. Either way, that would work. But the Mishnah said on Shemitah, because this way we don't get into the problem of Trumas and at all. There's no problem there. So the Mars like this. In Mar, Mission Meister says, awesome, tinoka Let's say some children hid some, some figs. They weren't brought into the house yet. 
They weren't brought into the house. They had some Nachiv and Trumas but they hid some Erev Shabbos. They were planning on eating them for Shabbos party on Shabbos, so they hid some on Erev Shabbos out in the field. They hid some in the field they were planning on eating. Veshachu, and they forgot about them. Below us, they didn't take Trumas Maisus. They just prepared without taking Maisus. The Matzah Shabbos, the Yochlu, Elim, Kain, Asru. Matzah Shabbos, after Shabbos, they forgot the whole thing. They forgot about Shabbos. They forgot them on, on Shabbos. After Shabbos, even though they haven't been brought in properly into the house, you still have in Trumas or Maisus. Why? Because Shabbos itself is Koveya. We said before that if it's Nigmar Malachto, if the fruit is ready to be eaten, the fruit or the uh, grains are ready to be eaten, and you brought them into the house or into, or into the chutzah, those two requirements, you're chayvin trumas ramaisas. Here he tells you, even children, the chiddush is that even children, because children, you might think that they don't have das, no, but their maisa works. And what's the point over here? Even though they weren't brought into the house or into the chutzah, but they were completed, they were ready to be eaten, and the children prepared them for Shabbos. Shabbos has chashivas, that Shabbos is koveya, you're chayvin trumas ramaisas. So even though you didn't eat them on Shabbos, but they prepared them for Shabbos, then on Matzah Shabbos, they haven't eaten them yet. They're still chayven shumas or maisos because the fact that they prepared them for Shabbos, Shabbos is kovea. That's the first thing that we learned, maisos. That's when they are, the process has been completed and you prepare them for Shabbos. Preparing them for Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing them into the house. Tznan Nami, we'll also learn this. Let's say you put some figs into your chatzar in order, you're leaving them and you want to lay them out in order to dry them. So that means that they're not finished yet. They're not ready. They're not nigma malachto. Not on Shabbos. In general, you can eat from them, meaning you can eat from them. You can take a bite here and there because they're not chayven shumas yet because it's not nigmar malachto. As we said, you have to have two, two, two requirements, nigmar malachto and brought them into the house. Oh, we also said that Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing them into the house. But what happens though, right? So, so, so if you put some figs to dry, that means that not nigmar malachto, but Here's the question. What about Shabbos? So you said Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing him into the house, right? Would Shabbos be koveya them as muktza, meaning that they are, you can't use them. They're set aside. They're set aside from Meister. If it's not Nigmar Malachto. We said if it's Nigmar Malachto, like the kids who hid the stuff out in the field, it's the equivalent, and if they prepared it for Shabbos, it's the equivalent of bringing him into the house bring him into the house. Okay, and we also said that if it's not nigma malachto, you can eat achilas aroi. What happens if it's Shabbos, would Shabbos have a double effect, both that it's koveya lamaser, as if it brought into the house, and also not nigma malachto, would it help to be chayven maaser, even though it's not, you didn't finish the malachia yet, it's still in the middle of being processed, and you didn't bring it in the house. Me, Amrina, and Kivan, and since the Pesach is across the Shabbos owner, Shabbos is only whatever you eat on Shabbos is a delight. That's it's like finished, right? Kava that, that sets it that uh, establishes it for achiv ma'aser. Even though it hasn't been finished yet, only Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing it into the house. But it's still the process has to be finished. It's very, it has to be ready to be eaten. Amrle. So if Nachman answered him, Shabbos kavas, Shabbos kavei ben medavish leim malachto ben shalom malachto. Now, is anything you're planning on eating on Shabbos, you're chayiv ma'aser. Even if you don't eat it on Shabbos, see if you do, if you didn't plan on eating on Shabbos and you ate it on Shabbos, you're meiser just because you're ready to eat it now, right? You're eating it now, so whatever you eat on Shabbos, chayv meiser. But something that you that you planned on eating on Shabbos is kovea, even if it's not nigmar malachu, even if you didn't bring it in the house. Amalei, ve'ema Shabbos didn't mechutzer. Maybe Shabbos is only the equivalent of a chutzer. Ma chutzer in kavas el b'davshig malachu, just like 
bringing it into the chutzur or bringing it into the house is only koveya for masa, only makes you chayv meiser, too much meiser, only davish nunglachto. Av Shabbos lo tikbel davish nunglachto, maybe it's only for that. Amalei limerar chuviyadenu, we have a clearly established ruling from a long time ago, shashabbos kavas ben davish nunglachto, ben davish lagnachto. In other words, the lima that we say across Shabbos only means anything you eat on Shabbos is chayv and tumas meiser, whether it's finished, whether it's not finished, into the house, not into the house, you're Okay. That's what he said. That's what he answered him. So Shabbos is Koveya for Meiser. Omer Marzutra, Bered Rav Nachman, Afanamitinina. What does all this have to do with us? I'll tell you, see, it's sitting in our Mishnah. The Odom, Rav Lezer, I'm not going to say, Omer Odom, I'll look, so a person could stand next to these dry fruits that are in the process of being dry. Erev Shabbos Vashiyas, Erev Shabbos and Shemitah. And it says there, and you could say, okay, Mikanaim Neochel Amachar, since there's no problem of Tumas or Meisros, uh, I'm going to eat from here tomorrow, and if you hold the corn, Reb Lezer holds a Breira, that's good enough, and he can eat him on Shabbos. Time it is Shvius. Why are you allowed to do it? Because it's Shemitah, the Labar Asuri, because there's no Tumas or Maisa on Shvius. Habeshar Shemesh, but it was, it was one of the other six years of the Shemitah cycle. Hachanami would be Osir. Right, we'd be also to do it because only in Shemitah you could do that. Otherwise, it would be also my time. Alav Mishum the Shabbos cover. Why? Because Shabbos itself. He said you're planning and eating this on Shabbos. Shabbos was a Kovea for for uh, Meiser, even though it's not Nigmar Malachti, even it's not finished. So you see here that Shabbos is Kovea. Whether you whether you brought it into the house or not, whether it was finished or not, that's your proof. Sigmar says no. You can't prove it from there. So Mazutra, Reb Nachman said that. I've, he's told Reb Nachman, his father, you have arrived from here too. He says, look, no, no proof. Shiny awesome. Kivim to Omar Mikana Niocha Lamachar Kavalei Since he said specifically, I'm going to eat from here tomorrow, that was Koveya. Rashi, the first of the widest lines, Rashi says, Shiny awesome to you, Achshra B'Dibur Shakar Achila. It's not, it's not necessarily a proof from there that Shabbos was Koveya. Why? Because uh, only it works on Shemitah. If it wouldn't be Shemitah, it wouldn't work because, because, because you'd be uh, making it for Shabbos. Shabbos itself was Koveya for Maser, whether, even though it was, it was incomplete, the fruits were incomplete, they weren't finished yet. No, the reason over there is because you said, I'm going to eat from here. When you say, I'm going to eat from here, that itself was Koveya for Maser. Shiny Hosam, Kivan Domer, Mikani Nochelamachar, Kavalei So there's no proof from there. And as it could be that you can't prove the case, it could be that Shabbos is Kovea, whether you came into the house or not, whether it was finished or not, Shabbos is Kovea, but you can't prove it from our Mishnah. He says, wait a minute, if that's the case, if, you, if it's just the words yourself, I'm going to eat from here, makes it Kovea Lemaiser, Yochi Meir says, why talk about Shabbos? Afila Bechol Nami. Talk about the, even the, during the weekdays, whenever you say you're going to eat from there, you're Chayv and Meiser, so t- tell me the Echidish. What do you have to, and tell me the Chidish Rashi is like Baizram. What do you have to tell me all this? The fact you mentioned it this way sounds like that it's teaching you that uh, that Dafka on Shabbos, because on Shabbos you can't take Trumas or Meisras. So, so that's the problem. During the weekdays, if the Christians are saying, I'm going to eat from here, so it's, uh, it's a question of Maser. It's nothing to do with, uh, with Shabbos being Kobeh. Rashi says, and here we're talking about for the issue of Brayer is something we talk about by birds, by other things, not by not by uh, mice. So here, if the, if the point over here is that saying I'm going to eat something makes it for mice, why talk about Shabbos? Here's the Chiddush Hakamash Mulan, the Tevel Muchen who ate Sal Shabbosim over Betikna Matuk. And here's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is this that the only problem is Trumas and Meisers. Right? Because on Shemitah, there's no Trumas and Meisers. So you're allowed to do an Erev Shabbos in Shemitah, and that's Kovea, because if you hold a Breira. But the other six years of the Shemitah cycle, you can't. 
you can't eat it, it's usur. Why? What? So why does it say dafka on Shabbos? Kamashman, that tebel is considered muchanets al Shabbos, meaning the only problem is trumas or mises, but it's not considered, not a problem of hachana for Shabbos. Why? Because even though it's tebel, if you haven't taken trumas or mises yet, it's still considered prepared for Shabbos, because him over vitiknum betukum. Ashi explains like this, that since, as I said before to Rumi's question, if you, if, since on uh, Shabbos, Technically, mandatory you're allowed to take trumas or mises. The rabbi said, "Don't take trumas or mises on Shabbos because it's like you're fixing something, and we want to stay away from f- fixing, repairing something, makabapatish. Uh, we want to stay away from that. So it looks like fixing something. So don't take trumas or mises. But if you did, you could. It's chal. You could take trumas or mises on Shabbos. So he says like this. So he says the only problem is miser. Why shouldn't you do this? Uh, you can only do this on shemitah. You shouldn't do this during the rest of the year. Why? Because because there's a problem of trumas or mises. Right? But the Chiddush is that it's, it's not a problem of hachana that it's not prepared for Shabbos, that it's muktzah. The problem is only Tumas or Maises. Me, I say, well, well, wait a minute. If something is muktzah machmas iser, it's muktzah because, you know, in order to, to, eat, to eat that or touch that or do anything with it, it's also to do on Shabbos or Samalacha. Here it's not muktzah machmas iser. If trum, taking Tumas or Maises would be an iser to Orisa on Shabbos, then it would be muktzah machmas iser. You can't take trumas or mises. It's also to touch. It's also to touch that stuff. It certainly can't eat it. It's it's also to take trumas or mises on Shabbos. So if that would be the problem, right? If that would be the issue, right? So you'd have a problem over here of muktzah. He's telling you no. The iser is only is only miser. The reason you can't do the other six years, the other years, is because it's a problem of miser. Meaning that you have to take trumas or mises. But if it would be if trumas or mises would be also in a Torah, it would be muktzah machmas iser. And here it's not Moktzimach Mazizer, it's only a problem of taking Trumas Mises, which is also to do. So he says, the Chinchilli, you shouldn't do that the other six years of the cycle. But if you did, and you took Trumas Mises, it would be Moktzimach be eaten, it wouldn't be considered Moktzimach. That's why Kamash Mazizer, Tevel Mokhanu, even though it's Tevel, it's considered prepared for Shabbos, it's not Moktzimach. Shemav Ritikna Metukhan, it would be Metukhan. The war is going to continue with this tomorrow, ask a question on this answer. But the point is, is that uh, the rest of on Shemitah, you're allowed to do it according to Rabbi Lezer, who holds a Breira. Why? Because there's no problem of Meiser. But the other years would be a problem of Meiser. If you did it, you still have to take Trumas or Meisers. Again, if you took Trumas or Meisers before, or you took it on Shabbos and you were over, like he says, if you did it, you're over on Adrabonan, it would still be Metukan and you could eat it. But the, it's a problem. You shouldn't take Trumas or Meisers on, on Shabbos on the other, um, and on the other years where you're high in Trumas or Meisers. All right, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Mr. from the top of the page. Have a good day, everybody. Call to. Remember, uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week is Rosh Chodesh, so we'll be learning 20 minutes earlier those days. Wednesday and Thursday is Rosh Chodesh, so we'll start at uh, 5 instead of 5.20. Tomorrow's Tuesday. We'll start at the regular time at 5.20.